0: Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. I'll be waiting for you. I'll be waiting for you. Where the tippers are. I, I actually I don't know the rest of this song. I don't remember either, but yeah.
1: something about hers and his yeah. and hers and the neighbors. It and was definitely a three's something. company. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Definitely Three's three Company something. too, which is a play on words. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it could be T O O, but also it could be T-W-O
0: Mm. Interesting. Interesting, but all
1: I know is that that show has some good Can fashion. I start my
0: damn podcast. Had some good fashion. Let what? Me st- let me start my damn podcast. Oh, okay. Are, are we recording? Cool. <laughs> yes, we're recording.
1: Okay, we're recording. James, are we recording? Okay. Yep. All right. um Get this man Lacroix.
0: Exactly. Hurry. Right.
1: Is that Red Bull? Yeah. Um, Sponsored. Nah. Lacroix is um unseasoned. Let me just explain what Chris so drank man. before this podcast. Hold up. Well, hold up hold up let's, buttered coffee yeah we'll get to all buttered that. coffee coconut grass-fed butter coffee this is like bulletproof this is, why I, this is why I don't like interviewing
0: <laughs> motherfuckers i've known for years y'all out of line y'all have Sorry, any respect okay. let's start the podcast let's, all right now. cool, cool. Okay. greetings everyone you are now in tune with a podcast of elegance and class this is Chris Blunt, Everybody, welcome to Chris Talks. All right, man. This is a um, this is this will be a very interesting interview. Everybody, I have a good friend of mine, um, who I've known for I want to say almost like fifteen years, and it's almost almost fifteen years. Um, he's a friend of mine. Like, let me give you a little background. So, like, um, is this a bio I wrote? No, no, no. It's not oh, a bio. Okay, you it's not a bio. Can you can you let me introduce you? Oh, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Greetings, everyone. You are now in tune with the podcast of Elegance in Class. This is Chris Blunt, and welcome to Chris Talks. Um, it's another another great woman. I'd like to thank everybody for listening and continuing to listen on the podcast. This has been a very interesting season. Um, we're in the middle of our, what I like to call my top 10 section, uh, people that I've always wanted to interview. And this one is an exciting one personally for me. Uh, I meant this... This gentleman in my, like, I I feel like I kind of came of age um, late in the game at 25 when I moved out of the comfort of my city of New Orleans to the city of Chicago. And I would, I I think it was a life-changing event, even in retrospect. I knew that my life was going to change, but I had no idea how much it was. So I would go out and I would meet people who were vastly different from me. And in the process of this, I'm in a gentleman... Who was in the music like I was in the music, but from a totally different way. And he would open my mind up to so much different music and would forever change me. And he's been a good friend of mine. He's like a brother to me. So uh we we've been friends ever since I want to say almost like 15 years. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah 15 years. So that's a true? Um, yeah absolutely life is crazy. So we're gonna get into um, what who he is and what he does. Um I can say a bunch of things about this guy. He is. Uh, sometimes he gets on my goddamn nerves, but what? um, yeah, but Me? yeah, yeah, you do, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but other times he's he's one of my my closest friends. So, uh, I would like to sit down and actually, I I can't wait to actually sit down and talk with you about a bunch of uh, subjects, and we're gonna get into your story as well. And oh. he's also a podcaster, and he's a musician, he's a therapist, he's a husband. Oh, um, he's also a philosopher of sorts and a pretty kick ass musician. So uh, we're going to get into it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Kraus, Thank you, Chris. That was quite an intro. I mean, seriously, top 10 interviews. Oh, yeah. 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 It's one of my um, I'm doing like a season oh, okay. of interviews where I get to interview like a like a wish list of people. And wow. um, you are one of them.
1: Well, your wish has come true. Absolutely. Also, thank you for reading that bio I wrote. Uh, uh,
0: Oh, yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Checks in the mail. (laughs) Checks in the mail. All right, guys. It's
1: actually a pleasure to be here, so I have no idea what we're going to talk about today, but I know that you've been
0: planning i have Uh, i've been planning i'm gonna ask you some great questions and also some uncomfortable ones so oh it's great because i know and this is why you tired me out i i I was like hey
1: we're gonna record it you're like hey let's record at two o'clock today Uh uh-huh before band practice and yes and then and then uh it is now almost midnight (laughs) and uh, i feel like you this is a setup yeah i feel like you there's definitely something <laughs> amiss here because you you had me playing music from you're like the band leader sort of Ish. right for this band and so you're like Ish. all right guys let's play from three o'clock until <laughs> 10 45 yes. okay now 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 i'm gonna interview you now so, it's not an interview. so now like my inhibitions are down yeah i'm not really like like i'm not really on guard uh-huh. for like your trick questions absolutely so i feel it's like this could be interesting
0: it's a marathon, not a sprint, sir. Oh, all right. Is that a yes. Trademark saying? No. Oh, okay. No. All right. So, <laughs> so all right, man. Um, well, what I usually do is I paint a picture. Um, so you you've described it very well. I think tonight is a very chill night. We just finished playing a lot of music, or I I watched my friends, my very talented friends, play a lot of music in in on purpose recordings where we're recording now. And this is sort of like the nightcap of the evening in um, Tacoma, Washington. In Tacoma, Washington, and I am sitting here drinking red wine. Um, my man is drinking unseasoned soda. on uh, Lacroix,
1: excuse me, Lacroix from LaCroix. Warren, Michigan.
0: That's right, Michigan in the motherfucking building. Oh, exactly, absolutely. This we building. have all the water. Yes, so I and
1: mean, it. it's fresh. Yes, so when, when y'all are tr- in trouble uh-huh. trying to get like your salt out of your water, you're gonna you're gonna be wishing you were in Michigan.
0: Great shout out to Flint all right so hey, oh yeah too oh, soon. too soon is it, is it really it's never i mean it's, it's that's it's a whole nother problem exactly it's Flint a whole could have had fresh water that was the governor yeah that was the the former governor, governor mm, criminal indeed all right so let's let's get into this because i've always wanted to interview you uh i've always wanted to have that conversation we have plenty of great conversations off air off the air so this is this will be my chance to like Ask you the things um, for public record. Oh, shit. Uh, first okay, thing, is this being transcribed? Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so, first things first. What I usually ask all my friends is, um, who are you? Who are you, Paul? Oh, well,
1: I got several answers for that. Go on. First answer is the current answer, which is an evolving human being mm. who basically... I've subscribed to this notion. I think Einstein actually said this, but I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something about, like, to be living, you have to be in motion. And if you're not in motion, Mm. you're not living. So I've been trying to be in motion, and that means that I'm trying to keep my mind open to ideas from other people. Mm -hmm. That means I'm trying to go on walks outside and look around at stuff yeah and i'm trying to uh, integrate information from other sources and also i'm trying to understand myself more so indeed that would be who i think i am right now if you would ask me that question years ago i would have given you a very (laughs) carefully crafted bullshit answer
0: yeah i think that we all evolve Oh yeah, I, I hope think so. We all evolve. Well, not every well, we don't have to though. No, we don't have to. It evolving I feel like is a choice. I do think most I think
1: most of our country is uh grown old but not grown up,
0: so. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to grow up and I know that yeah. I'm fucking up, but hey, at least I'm trying. Absolutely, man. I think that um man that that that's me to a T. I feel like I I'm fucking up sometimes. But we all work to be better versions of ourselves, right? Um, I would hope so. Absolutely. So another thing that I like to ask people is let's get into how did we meet? Okay. Well, all right. So what version do you like? Would you like to tell everybody? I would like to tell everybody pg to pg-13 version excellent we will go with the pg-13 version all right not so, the 80s pg-13 no, like no, the 90s no. the 90s pg-13 because PG-13?
1: pg-13 in yeah. the 80s it was still like money under the table yeah so
0: it wouldn't be r no i yeah. don't want that version no 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 no. oh man we have a very colorful history So um, yeah let me tell the story go ahead you told this you, you told part of the story on my podcast but that was the disney version that was the disney version you can get we can get real on your podcast to I mean, point. we can get real on to my podcast. To a point. To a point. Because I, I still have a license yeah, in that, several yeah. states. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> <clears> on. <throat> so basically, I got invited to a New Year's Eve party in Chicago in 2006 mm. where we were both living at the time. Although, oddly enough, we were living literally a 10 minute walk from each other's house or Funny. apartment, whatever, yes. whatever you're in. And we did not know that at the time. We've been living nearby for quite a while. anyway so i was in a band one of many bands i was in and i was in two bands in chicago at the time including my own solo so that's third three but i was in i was in a band and we were i don't know thinking we were on the edge of some stuff whatever somebody had a somebody was renting a a pretty big apartment actually it was a really nice place eventually got turned into some condos whatever Mm -hmm. segue i'm stalling uh anyway mm-hmm. chris and this person was roommates with one of chris's coworkers. absolutely and chris came i don't know why you why did you come to the party because i was brand new to the city oh okay that's and right. and i wanted to meet new people yeah and i yeah i don't know i was at the party because there was a another party happening that night mm-hmm. and it was a bunch of people from my university that i knew very well and i was like i don't want to repeat college i moved away i changed my number true story i changed my number the day i moved to chicago that's funny because i was like nope i don't know who's calling this number i don't even remember like i got rid of that phone Got
0: brand new on motherfuckers that's fucked up
1: yeah i go hey i kept a couple of the numbers but it wasn't like you had the internet or text where you could be like hey yeah this is my new phone like that didn't exist like people have like fucking facebook events now they're like yeah like this is my new number yeah pe- it's, it's, it's like weird. it's like a baby shower it is, it I is. anyway go d- i didn't do that anyway so i, I didn't want to go to that party and i wasn't trying to be rude i just didn't want to go so went to this party and i think i kind of got into the party spirit a little early in the night <laughs> i i
0: don't know how, what other way to put i'm that. listening to this because i know the uncensored version oh and i think you're full of shit we're gone go, on, go oh, on. no what I, what i'm saying is i got i got bit. a little too i was making I, I i
1: got a little too into it you
0: can say lit you were a little drunk okay right a little drunk it's okay
1: i was probably a little drunk and uh anyway when i get drunk i like to talk about stuff yeah and i was talking to somebody i have no idea who about wu-tang clan yes and i have no idea why specifically what song cream yes and i was going off about that song and i don't know why or what led me to this and i look over and all of a sudden you and ramon had walked over and said wu-tang clan we need to talk to you or something i don't know what he said i was except. like
0: what the fuck do you know about wu-tang oh clan? yeah and
1: i was like i don't really know much but i know how to play this song on piano named cream and <laughs> uh that's about all i know because yeah because you're like what the fuck do you and I, it was like your opening line yeah. so and yeah. i was like okay also this
0: party's boring it was and that's probably why i was drinking a lot it was it was very slow but it was a new to be fair it was a new year's eve party at like nine. Oh, that's true but i was like bored already so anyway so yeah. so then we just started talking and i
1: realized that like i was not like too much of a fan of a lot of the people at the party mm-hmm. in terms of nothing wrong with them i just didn't vibe with them i wasn't excited to talk about what they were talking about so i ended up talking to you ramon and then trouble walked in
0: the party uh, mm-hmm. i was single at the time and <laughs> that's that's uh, uh, all right i'll fill in the blank after you're finished uh, not too much of the blank i said pg-13 i know pg-13 okay. but right. gone anyway so
1: whatever <laughs> i met a female we were talking etc and some female was stalking you that was like kind of out of control yeah and then another out of and then and what i mean by out of control is that i think she was also lit or something (laughs) and also ramon was also single at the time and met somebody else i don't know it must have been everyone was drunk early i don't know or it was just the us and anyway one thing led another we're both out on the balcony weird things are occurring we're look. we're giving each other weird looks uh, I broke up with the girl I was dating on the phone <laughs> like a side note
0: on site like uh, well time out. I tried to break up with her two weeks earlier yeah but it was so random you said like you were going on a bathroom break okay. you was like excuse me for a second and I saw you on the phone like it couldn't have been more than five minutes and then I hear yeah okay all right bye and then he came back yeah so i just broke up with my girlfriend i'm like what the fuck it was so <laughs> hilarious like i remember like dying laughing because it was just so like as a matter of fact well i met someone else yeah. that night but i had tried to bre- i mean i knew that we were breaking night, up man.
1: and I, I, think, I knew we were breaking up i told her that yeah. and she's like no we're not and i, and I was like, like but like, we like, are
0: though let me start the new year on a clean slate. I think, like, I, yeah it was like a yeah. cleansing yeah or something <laughs> Cleanse dates. All yeah, right. That, so, cleanse breakup. No, that's the way
1: you told it the other day. Was that, yeah. Like, you were like, wait a minute. I, I got to make a phone call. So anyway, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, it's funny that you told this story the other night and I had forgotten that I had done that. That shit is hilarious. The reason was because I had to break up with her again. Yeah. Two weeks later because she said... We're not broken up.
0: And I well, said, I called fair, you
1: and said we were broken up.
0: To be fair, it was quite random. Like that was a random ass call. <laughs> I don't I think I was also influenced by something. Yeah, you were so, you were definitely influenced. So anyway under
1: the influence. It we're was gone. it was just a weird night. Let's just yeah, put it that way. It was, it was one of those nights where night. you end up at a diner and and you are like cold and it's cold. It's like New Year's in Chicago, so it's like thirty degrees. And uh, well, what the hell somebody in like it, it was just it was a long night and uh, we I, we were out late 24 hour diner. And I remember getting back to my apartment and somebody was in my bed like my friend and his girlfriend were in my bed, which was really annoying. So I couldn't even go to sleep till I went on the couch. Jeez, man. I know. So anyway, we all had a good laugh. It was weird. I broke up with my girlfriend. <laughs> we were drunk. PG-13. Anyway, yeah. Then we we were like, we I don't know how do we? Did I get your phone number or something? Yeah, you had to because we we had no online connection. We had no online. It wasn't. but yeah. there was no Facebook. I mean, wait, there was Facebook, but no one was really using it. There was MySpace. There was MySpace. It was but MySpace. I easily. think we connected on that. Yeah. But, um uh, I think that wasn't really a thing though. No, it
0: wasn't. We took each other. I think we number. got a number. I yeah. think we actually made phone calls. Yeah, we did. We okay. made phone calls. It was it was a weird time. Right. It was um. it was a long <laughs> it was like <laughs> But I remember like so I remember from my my thing, I had uh, got invited to I worked at the W Chicago at the time. And I got invited to the party by a guy named Jeff.
1: And oh, we're, we're using names now. No, we're not using oh. full names. Oh, that wasn't his real name. Yeah, nah. Okay.
0: We're just going to go, we're just going to call him Jeff. Okay. All right, so I got invited by Jeff to this party, and Jeff was like, yo, man, come hang out. And I was like, mm, he, he sounds a little sleazy, but you know what? Cool enough guy. We shall see. Right? Mm. And I mean, my my radar for crazy white people <laughs> is... It's sharp now. It wasn't as sharp then. I was trusting. I was happy to. You were naive. I was on some. Yeah, I was so happy. I was on some happy to be here shit. Yeah, and so I remember going there and like I felt like everybody was super weird. And it was they just, were though. Yeah. that's why
1: I talked to you. Yeah, and because like, I
0: got invited by someone else that was that knew this Jeff. Yeah, and you but I didn't like, even know one else there. Yeah, and you seemed like the only dude that kind of made sense. And you weren't like, oh, this is just. Uh, it, it wasn't was pretent- like there was some pretentious, pretentious shit, shit. i won't on. say it was like a race thing i won't say it was a race Probably thing but not. it was definitely just people were just weird you know and i was like this is socially off-putting i don't know <laughs> if i want to be here and i had remind with me because i live with remind at the time and i was like yo duh, i need you to come with me like my girl's sick she's not coming so i need you to come with me on this one because i don't trust these white people so <laughs> i came and i went there and like I said, I heard you talking about Wu Tang. I'm like, what the fuck, because you look like the nerdiest guy of all time. Like you That's did not look true. like you did not look like you listened to rap music. Like you walked directly out of a Dave Matthews Band video. Oh, yeah, yeah, ouch. yeah, yeah. It was that, that you, cut deep. You kind of looked like that. I'm not saying you were like that. I was no, wrong. Man no
1: i know that it's much more you said dave matthews you have much
0: more of a weezer swag
1: yeah thank you that was better that (laughs) was better better. i (laughs) I could identify with weezer and pixies and that sort of thing but
0: like don't drink the water and wilco don't drink the water wilco yeah they're awesome no like the first time i seen a wilco album was in your house i just yeah Yeah. i just have i have a distaste i mean dave matthews
1: god bless him but Jesus man That's, I just, just can't listen to his music It's the whitest
0: of whites It's just Yeah I don't know Oh uh, <laughs> So anyway yeah So we hung out And of course The two drunk um, The two drunk women Came by And flirted with us And we thought That was weird And It, it was weird It was a weird situation It was weird It was kind of yeah. Aggressive Yeah It started off And long story short They ended up crying And running off drunk um, True story True story yeah And it. you know what's funny None of us had anything To do with it This is their own issue and That's we correct. were just we left actually confused. didn't yeah
1: i mean yeah. it was actually weird because yeah i actually think when the one ran away or i don't know where they went to another party or something mm-hmm. like that, i asked you i was like what did you say to her and you're like i don't I, I don't i think you were like i don't know or yeah or, or like I, we were just talking about something i don't I remember what i said
0: what oh you do
1: i do i remember what i said oh okay but um it, you, it wasn't like offensive though for my
0: memory it was it was probably a little offensive knowing me oh okay. i i'm a i am known to be a I pop provocateur like yes absolutely but and it wasn't like it wasn't like hurtful mm, it was like it was like it no but it was been. like truthful it was truthful. it wasn't like an insult it was truthful because um i was honest but because I always believe in honesty. Right. But I also I also realized that people don't do rejection well. So oh. she was a little, you know, obviously she was tips in under the influence. That's true. And she had, I remember sitting on the couch and she straddled me and she. <laughs> um, and you're like,
1: hi, my name's Chris.
0: Yeah. And it was more so she began to proposition me like for hookups later or to go to a nice little corner. And I was like, I'm sorry, babe. I have a girlfriend also i'm not that drunk and so when i said i'm not that and she kept kind of pursuing it, and i was like listen babe i'm not that drunk enough to fuck you
1: like oh, i didn't say it loud
0: right i was like i'm not i'm not gonna be drunk enough to fuck you because a i don't trust white women <laughs> um b i wasn't cheating right all right so, uh, yeah. Terra- witness, yeah witness witness yeah, yes yes absolutely so because black men don't cheat and so um, <laughs> that sounds like a movie title. It is. It okay. is. All right. It's not, but it it will be. Okay. uh So it's a, it's a sci-fi film. Oh. <laughs> so yes, it's a sci-fi film. Nah. So you know that happened, and then we just started talking, and you were hilarious because, like I said, you broke up with that chick over um over the phone during the party, like right? a lunch break, and um, <laughs> Half and time. just and just went about your day, went about your evening, not just die laughing that had me cracking up laughing so after the talks about music i let you know that i do music and we were like hey let's listen to each other's shit oh that's and, right yeah and un- unlike a lot of people who be like have you people call my people and you never hear from them again i follow up that's i call true. people i actually call people i believe in being a real friend and i appreciate you and we just we kind of gelled well together and um we come from different worlds but somewhat similar um we had sim- similar moral codes Which I thought that was really cool. So I I always appreciated you on that end. And you were one of my first friends who was like, I always say this. You're one of my first friends who happens to be white and not my white friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so, I always appreciated that. You know, I've had friends before, but then at one point, and they're genuine friends now, but at one point, I was their black friend and they oh, were right. my white friend. Yeah. You know? I yeah. get it. Yeah. So uh, I, now. I don't feel like it felt that way. No, it I mean, never, I, think, I think. It never felt that way. I, I think yeah. that
1: there was remarks made by other people. Absolutely. That assumed it was that way. Yeah. Cause we, we like, would hang out. Yeah. We would hang out when regularly. Hung out. Yeah. Uh, and, I think there was some of that going on. Yeah. But, and
0: we put each other on a lot of music, man. I remember. That's true i remember riding around we used to this is really funny guys because if you see this guy and you see me it's like oh that's hilarious we would ride right around the west side of chicago bumping the clips <laughs> oh, i remember riding around Dude, you with, have a memory yeah. on you you gotta i i this is why i rely on you yeah I, this is man a, it was so great okay that
1: we well, yeah. we had gone to some music festival we
0: did we went to some music what festival, was it but, Pitchfork? But I, No, no, no. no. I think it was Lollapalooza. But like somehow I had the clips in my car. You did. You were so excited. So you got in the car, you was like, dude, I just heard this fucking album. It's amazing. It's called Hell Hath No Fury. (laughs) Because it was the album afterwards, right? Yeah. And we I think we we rode around to ride around Flossing and Keys Open Doors, right? With like the windows down. With the windows down. You were like It was summertime in Chicago. You know what's funny? It wasn't even ironic. Like you just genuinely liked the, the music. It was It good. wasn't like oh yeah. It was yeah. good. It was good. Yeah. Was, I mean, I mean and then
1: we switched to Sufjan Stevens. Yeah, Sufjan but Stevens. I think for a while yes. <laughs> we got really excited and I was driving a little fast.
0: Yeah, and it was it was great and I love the I love the switch cuz you put me on the Sufjan Stevens. That's true. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is the shit." Right. Like Come Feel the Illinois is still one of my favorite so albums. So good such a dope album and i really enjoyed it man i really enjoyed it so it was always fun kind of like living that life with you man we're gonna get more into our friendship in chicago okay um as we go along but first things first i want to take it back and we're gonna talk about your upbringing tell us a little bit about you um and how you grew up well how'd i grow up i i
1: grew up uh for my i I guess my friend group in high school would have been atypical Mm -hmm. uh for where i ended up like going and graduating from high school, and maybe also probably atypical for where I went to university, and pretty very atypical for when I went to grad school. Mm. So, trailer park, that's right. I can make <laughs> trailer park jokes, trailer trash, all that. I can make those jokes because I lived in one and it was an interesting scene. Uh, that was that. And my parents were just poor. That's really why we lived there. Um, and then, so it wasn't like they were like, I don't know, it was like their choice of housing or something, just where we ended up. And then, um, weird situations through people my mom knew, the bank was foreclosing on a motel, Mm. and the owners had fled to Canada on charges of fraud, and the place was like totally disgusting and uh, uh, hardly usable. Mm. And uh, my mom, basically, the bank gave her like a very cheap, 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 cheap mortgage if she would be willing to fix it up. And the city, the city that it was in, which was near um, Michigan State University, basically told her like, you know, you here's a shot for you to own your own business if you want to go for this. So my mom is like kind of She's like, uh, she loves projects and she's like an artist, but she loves like fixing stuff and painting yeah. and like doing like, I don't know, lawn stuff and yeah whatever. And she had been working for UPS, which gives you like no money. So she was like, okay, we'll take this shack. And mm. it was a small motel. Anyway, okay. so then I moved into a motel. Interesting. And I lived in a motel until i went to college wow so i i met a lot of people because it was near a university Mm -hmm. but it was like a little outside the university so a lot of like professors would stay there people going coming through a lot of international flavor a lot of people on their way from detroit to the university or or on their way uh to detroit from the university would stay there and uh so i met a lot of random people and it was a lot of weird experiences i won't get into my whole childhood because we don't have much time but <laughs> but let's just put it this way living in a motel is a very strange way because people come to your house that you don't know mm-hmm. and my house was in back of the motel literally like connected like if you went through the office yeah there was like a little laundry room mm-hmm. and then you're in my house my house was That's- there so like strange people were at my house every day. I didn't live in a neighborhood. Yeah, I had my the neighbors were like industrial buildings. Ah, so um, I grew up in a, it was a very strange situation. And then of course it was a little outside of the city. But then I went to school in the urban setting for most of my elementary school, which okay. was very strange. Urban by urban setting, what do you mean? Downtown Lansing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, like in the middle of the of the school okay, gotcha. for various reasons and mm-hmm. then finally i ended up going to high school in the suburbs because of school because i wanted to go to a different school it's a long convoluted story
0: yeah no no that sounds but, that sounds interesting
1: but um ended up going to school in the suburbs which was not very diverse so that's a very for high school that's a very non-traditional way of growing up it, it was for well for at least yeah. my school yeah. i mean i'm sure there's lots of people that grew up in suburbs and motels but for yeah. my for my, for being a person who graduated high school and had a good grades for college and went to
0: grad school i have not many many
1: people that were from a trailer park
0: how do you um in what ways do you think you that most affected you well
1: i think um first of all the trailer park uh exposed me that like shit goes wrong Mm -hmm. really easily yeah uh and like like poverty like yeah and like a lot of my neighbors died young and had major problems and i was exposed to stuff that probably i would not if i had children would not want them to be exposed to before age Mm -hmm. five or six yeah but i was exposed to some stuff early on that i won't get into um so that kind of opened my eyes to the world being a little scary Mm uh and then i went then it's like oh what's what's crazier than a trailer park (laughs) by the highway Oh, a motel. Oh, great. People come to your door, which some of them are crazy. Yeah. And like literally a legit like police had to come, you know, and yeah. remove them. Um. So I grew up like kind of with anxiety. But then I think living there that long, you just start to get over it. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I guess I have to get over the fear of us being shot and murdered for money. You know, cause it's not, yeah. this isn't like, you know, when you go home to your house in the suburbs or like the city, it's like you lock the door and bolt it and it's illegal for people to come to your house. Yeah. People came to my house in the middle of the night,
0: mm. literally. And it's, it's welcome because you're a motel. This y- is a business. yeah exactly. So, yeah.
1: but then in the motel, I would say that's what really opened my mind because I met all types of people from all different backgrounds, all different places, um, and i found that i was it was easy for me to talk to them and i, I learned a lot from them and i don't know just weird situations like we have every year that some dude would come from switzerland and stay with us for like two months because he like liked living coming to the university people mm. from russia people from all over and they would just tell you their stories they would just talk to you it's like people yeah. wanted to talk interesting you know uh so that and just like learning to work all the time mm. i i work like everyone else's parents were like on the weekends like oh let's go to the boathouse yeah. it's like my parents like oh we got to work all weekend because that's when our we're busy yeah right
0: so and then my dad was friends with musicians so there was that my dad was in the music world that's a great that's a great so, segue. segue i know that your dad was in the music world your grandfather was also in the music world yes um so and <clears> obviously that led to your natural progression into music right when at what point in your life where you started realizing like hey This is something that I'm really good at and I want to continue pursuing.
1: Well, I don't really think I thought I was good at it until I was in my 20s. Oh, really? For real. Um, But, well, I I, I like definitely had a weird upbringing with like another, you know, compared to my classmates, I would say, you know, a lot of them had like private music lessons Mm -hmm. and like, you know, every Tuesday, Tommy goes to guitar, you know, and it's like, kind of consistent so like i had some music lessons because my dad had music friends but it was like so inconsistent Mm -hmm. and like i would quit all the time you know and just random stuff because of the way i was raised and i could get away with it Mm -hmm. and so i didn't have much consistency but then when i finally went to this high school in the suburbs um what happened was i became friends with everyone in musical theater and music and choir and all that and they were like the coolest kids. So I was like, holy shit, I really need to play music more. So that's when I really started practicing piano and singing. And then from there in college, I got in, I started a band, I started doing solo albums. Even before I really knew what I was doing, I just really liked it. And I knew I wasn't that great, but mm-hmm. I, you know, at that time, and I mean, I'm still not like a session jazz musician, but I can play pretty well now, but, um, I I
0: wanted to play. I was excited about it, and I had some natural ability. One of the things that I thought was interesting about you when we first met was that you had albums, like you had all jazzed up, empty and anonymous. Oh right, I remember that album, and that was that was pretty cool. It had a couple of spikes on it. I think I remember my favorite track on that album was "Enough." Oh, like right. it was very like, <laughs> like it had I like, collaborated with one of my friends. Yeah, it, it was a real, real roads. Real. Yeah, railroads, and um, and. Uh-huh i just remember you saying like fuck you and i was like oh god he was angry but soft yeah you know oh you know that's a good point so you know uh
1: you know i dealt with a lot of different things growing up yeah and a lot of strange family situations a lot of strange situations that were atypical for my peer group so essentially i utilize music as like a coping skill probably okay so i wrote a lot of songs about how i felt and like what i was going through so yeah that was a, a song on there
0: definitely all right so a, that
1: you can still get those yeah still pa- get those p-a-w-l those are all my old demos i just put them up there just for fun
0: if you're out there y'all should listen to that it's actually pretty dope i enjoy i enjoy a bunch it was of a it. fun track yeah i, I just I, I did it for fun and i did it for i don't know emotional release yeah. I would say um, one of my. You've done a bunch of albums over the years. A lot. I, yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Um, you know what? Let's get into it right now. Okay. All right. So first things first. My favorite album of yours. Um, one of well, at least one of them, because I mean, I, I feel like I became your friend during the Formula era. Yeah, I was making. Uh, okay, so I was in a bunch of bands, mm-hmm. but
1: I made music at home demos i guess you'd call them yeah and i would just make them on my friend's uh eight track mm-hmm. which was
0: like an old school yeah. way of recording I, what i liked about um the name of the album was formula for, formula, for those yeah. who are listening and i liked that album because it seemed so organic and it was very musically driven as far as um sound and and like instruments.
1: yeah it was all organic instruments yeah it was, it was all organic it was a instruments. real piano i recorded in my parents yeah. house but most of it was recorded in logan square yeah in a, chicago a great a-
0: great area um well not really great well, but it was. I mean. it was it was <laughs> yeah um but yeah i really um i really felt it i loved the emotion behind it and that was one of my like formula made me want to collaborate with you Okay. I had friends of mine who did music before, and some of them I, I want to collaborate with. Mm-hmm. It, but if they were outside of hip-hop, I'd be like, well, that's not my place. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You were one of the first artists. I would felt your music, and I was like, I want to do something with you. But I didn't want it to be something like... You ever had those people, they like, hey, he's a hip-hop artist, so I'm going to make a hip hopity beat, you know? Oh, yeah. To try to, yeah, like... Yeah cater to what I do and Mm -hmm. I didn't want that I just respected the music and you respected the fact that I just want to do good music and I appreciate that yeah well that was a a thing
1: I learned about you was that you weren't like restricting yourself to some genre or some sort of like uh, pattern or you know template you Mm -hmm. were just like writing whatever like you happen to rap Mm -hmm. uh, and sing but not really you just would I don't know it just it felt like you were just doing whatever you felt like at the
0: time yeah which is cool yeah I was battling you follow the muse I was going through a lot as I usually go through a lot um so I started working on open wounds and open wounds was uh the start of like dealing with my issues with depression and um living life and things like that it was very very post Katrina right at the time so I was reeling from that and dealing with the fact that my city's not the same anymore Right. But also trying to enjoy the present, really, of living in Chicago and, you know, capturing those experiences. I had a lot of great experiences in Chicago. So those are a part of it. Um, through you, I would meet so many cool people. Um, and you put me on to a lot of, like, great alternative. I got into a lot of alternative folk because of you. Oh, right. Yeah, I did. I, um, and I it went was through like my a, folk phase. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like a, it was like a gateway, like. With, through Sufjan Stevens, I would I I went on Pandora, and mm-hmm. they had the Sufjan Stevens station, and it would introduce me to like Feist and um, also Kings of Convenience. Oh, I love them! Oh, I love yeah. Kings of Convenience. Yeah, They're like so one of my favorite groups. Uh, which I'll get back to them, and they were just I feel like they were just awesome. They were the shit. And when I was in school for massage therapy, I used their music a lot, uh, which was great. Uh, I wanted to say. You ended up introducing me to a band that you were working with uh, called North Pilot. Oh, yeah, yeah. In and, Chicago. My old friends. Yes. North Pilot college. was the fucking shit. Like totally. I've never been like, I've never fanned out after listening to someone's music before. I mean. And I was a fucking fan North of North Pilot. North Pilot was the best band that was never signed. Yes. They were the best band that never made it. I mean, and we, they were just fucking great. It was ridiculous. Yeah, um, Travis is a cool guy. Travis is a cool guy. You you know, one of, obviously the leader, um, the brainchild behind a lot of uh, right. Nord Pollard's music. Uh, but I got to know all the band members, and I really respect them, like them all. So it was really cool that I'm I'm grateful for you introducing me to them. Oh, absolutely. Because they were they like especially Travis. He he ended up being on my album. I mean ended That's up being true. on I win. Yeah. Oh yeah, the second yeah. the second solo album. The second solo album, which was um really I'm on bold. both of them. Yeah, you're on both of them. You're on both of them, which is um I'm which is bragging really now. I'm bragging. Yeah, yeah humble brag. <laughs> humble brag. So uh that was really dope. But it was a good song. Yeah. The song was. was about
1: also about Hurricane Katrina, I feel, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He had two songs. Oh what? I'm on I'm oh, on their remix. Oh, the
0: remix. I'm on their remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And i I love that track. That's, That's one of track. my favorite tracks. Yeah. One of my favorite tracks. But anyway, let me get back to your shit because l- this is about you. Oh, right. you um, right. so, are oh, interviewing me. Yes. That's thank right. you. Thank you. Um, so there's the formula album, right? Which I thought was a very good album. It was a little lengthy. It was like, what? I want to say like 19. 19- 22. 22 tracks. Shit. Well, it was just, you know, it
2: was,
1: yeah. you know, I'm not on a label. I played with bands and it was more focused, but I was just uh-huh. like, oh, I wrote this song. All right. Fucking yeah. record it. Okay. I wrote this song. All right, it's just recording. Record it was it. just
0: the, the songs that you were feeling at the time that right. you done exactly. Um, can you explain? There's a song that you have on your album called "Dog of Tears," and oh. I've always liked it because of the the howling, kind of because oh, it was my, a great I howled. Yeah, yeah great true. melodic.
1: You know, it's weird. A lot yeah. of people have said they love that song, and it was one of those songs. It's one of that my favorites. I wrote in probably ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really ten minutes, but probably it was all done in one sitting. Yeah, like a lot of my songs are. I've been trying to like. I tried to get into a new mode of writing where it's like, oh, write the song and put yeah. it together. But like, no.
0: Uh, were like, there any songs that I want to say were harder to write or, or visit emotionally? Well, yeah, but I, I have to look them up. But anyway, like this <laughs> song, that
1: song was inspired by the book Blindness by Jose Saramago. So if you uh, haven't read Blindness by Jose Saramago, he's a, a author out of Portugal. And they changed it to a movie. What movie I, was that? You, I have not seen the movie. Yeah. I, I don't really know what. Movie that is, but you should people have Google right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. So they go on. Oh, there is a movie. It's called Blindness. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I wrote spoiler ba- alert. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> I, I read the book. I did not know it was a movie, but I read I read the book, and there was a dog in the book. That what what did the dog do? But it it like it was called the Dog of Tears, mm-hmm. and it would like kind of like follow you. I can't remember the whole thing, but that inspired it. And then it, the other part that inspired it was that um my my grandfather was telling me about his parents from Germany when they moved over right before Hitler got power and they moved over to the United States and were coal miners. Mm. And he was telling me about how their first... He had like four or five brothers brothers and sisters, but their first... He had an older brother who had died by like a tragic accident when he was two. Mm. So then it was like that kind of inspired it too. I don't really know how those two things went together, but they definitely... um, Mm.
0: It seems they like went together of, and so a lot of pain and, and loss then,
1: yeah and so that song was just like about like the dog of tears and like if you read if you if you read the book blindness you'll like it's like a kind of a pop a sort of apocalyptic book uh, about like an epidemic of blindness mm. but it's definitely metaphorical for definitely. It. and it's definitely probably more poignant than ever but Formula, we're going back to that, was one of my four demo albums, which I'm actually, mm-hmm. I'm actually, I didn't tell you this, but I'm releasing a fifth demo album. I finally okay. saved up the money. Nice. A bunch of uh, demos I recorded, actually 15, mm-hmm. I recorded in Phoenix before I made Modified Dreams, uh-huh. um, are finally going to hit the light of day all right i just i just so that they are all gonna be mixed by somebody
0: that's really dope
1: but uh you're wondering what songs really were like um emotional shit like all of these songs oh my yeah, gosh it was just like i didn't time. i just i'm looking at the track list yeah um paul also paul paul p-a-w-l.bandcamp.com some dude <laughs> from sweden like took my name but i had that name since like Zero, one. It happens. Oh, one. It happens. Okay, bro. That kid was like born in 99. So he's Uh, some DJ. Anyway, I I guess all of these songs are like really dark. Yeah. Actually. Um, there's like maybe. I wonder why I gel to them. You know, (laughs) and then also I realized that one of the songs references Hurricane Katrina, and I wrote it before I knew you. That's funny. Yeah. It's called... I don't know what which I one is I probably
0: never listened to that song. Oh,
1: it's called Talking to Myself. Yeah. 18. But Anyway, they're all very emotional. I would say that um one of my favorite ones is um Fugue. Okay. Uh number 7 or 8. I love number 4, The South. That was kind of like predictive. It was it was a very I, I don't know. It's one of my favorite albums. I think we should play a track off of it. Pick oh, one. We will. We will. Okay. We'll play, um we play a track out of it. Yeah. That's and, dope. In the, it was uh, it was a very good album to make. I feel like, and then that's before I made started making, and I was in a lot of bands and doing stuff with you guys. But then I started making like full albums uh, under my moniker.
0: Okay, gotcha. where I
1: would like actually were produced in the studio.
0: Nice. That's when I was in Phoenix. So, so then let, let's go back to your travels. So, oh you yeah, would, so you lived in Chicago, right? After I, I say, left Michigan, yeah. And I will say, um, I will say this, and I'm going to start off and tell a personal mm-hmm. story. I remember Chicago, um, one of the major events that happened in Chicago was me having a child. Oh, right. And I obviously when I had a child, he was a Mm 25-weeker and he was pouring one pound, nine ounce. And Mm -hmm. being that it was such a traumatic event, um, I used to have like a group of friends that we were just young professionals and everybody hung out. But I remember everybody kind of fading out. Oh, right when we had Chris? Yeah, when I had my little man. So, like, when I had Chris, he was just, it was a traumatic experience, and people didn't know how to react to it because, A, yes, I had a child, but, B, it was such a traumatic thing, and I was going through such a deep depression, and I would be, NICU is one of the most depression places, but it was one of the places where Brandy and I would would constantly go um, because, you know, we had to be there for our child. But also on a social standpoint, it was a little damning because we would essentially lose all of our support and friends, um, in one way or another that were local. Right? I remember that, yeah, because yeah, like the and, the
1: baby was premature, yeah, the baby and then was you premature. went into shock, I think, or yeah, really upset, yeah, absolutely, obviously, yeah. both of you,
0: yeah, we did, we both did, and it was something that I think would change, obviously, would change our lives forever. Right. Um, but I wanna commend you because you were one of the only friends that actually stuck in there. Uh and that meant so much to me. Oh, no. Like Thank that you. was so that was such a big thing for me. And that's when I think that solidified our friendship. Um, that was deeper than just like, Yeah, this is just my dude. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right. it was like, Man, I really appreciate that and um I I I could never repay you for that, man. Like there were oh. moments I remember we you would take me to the coffee shop and be like hey let's talk for real right what are you going through right nobody really reached out and i think part of it is because you're a therapist but But i wasn't a therapist at that (laughs) you weren't a therapist at the time you were just a good
1: friend also like i i was also you know felt like you were a good friend because i felt like you were honest with me and that i think you know i also came of age in chicago Partly before I came of age again in Phoenix because life keeps evolving. But anyway, yeah. that was the first time I kind of got out of this like childhood mode of like mm-hmm. being a victim, I think, mm-hmm. of like my circumstances or when I my youth or something. But one of the things that I ha- enjoyed from you what I was getting part of like what I was getting out of the relationship is you were like, yeah, this is what I think. Yeah. yeah. And also you pissed me off. And also... This is what's going on <laughs> in my life. And also, I have this problem. So yeah. you were, like, really honest. And I felt like yeah. I didn't realize it, but I think not all my friends, but a lot of people I hung out with had, like, addictions and other problems that they... And I'm not, like, trying to, sh- you know, talk no, but, shit, but, but like... You know, they glossed over it. They, they were, like, they... I don't feel... I, I felt also at that same time, like my friends a lot of my friends not all of my friends but a, a lot of my friends were dropping off like flies mm-hmm. because and, and longtime friends even because they were just not honest with me mm. and when i needed them i remember a, an incident i won't get into the incident but i got hurt mm-hmm. um almost had to go to the hospital like uh like one friend helped me out mm. like you were gone you were out of town or something but yeah. and like other friends were just like no like you're fine i was like no like i'm not not fine fine. yeah right and so um just like thinking you can rely on people and then not so for me i feel like it was like a natural thing like this is before i was a therapist like i was just in school Mm -hmm. and i hadn't had any training but i was just like i want i want to be there for you because that's what i would want for someone to be for me and i felt like you were because you were like straight up honest with me which it was like refreshing uh and i feel like that's that was kind of my uh, the beginning of authenticity uh, for me like way before Brene brown um Mm -hmm. you know this is like oh six and trying to like be more honest with myself and also with other people because of various things i was involved in and various uh, friend groups there was not a lot of honesty i feel like yeah. people didn't speak directly unless they were drunk mm. or something I like it just right. wasn't a lot of backstabbing i don't know just yeah. the culture
0: I, I, yeah i think it's the so culture for I think me it's, I,
1: I appreciate that but I, you yeah. don't have to repay me i mean i felt <laughs> i was getting a lot as much out of the friendship as you were thank you man i appreciate that man
0: um so of course you would eventually move away from chicago before i did actually
1: that's right yeah. i yeah we were there for i was there for over three years over three and a half years or something uh-huh. like that and circumstances i, I didn't want to move but the way my life was going i
0: needed to no i understand life life brings you places
1: bro. yeah life it, it was a places. challenge i yeah. know i could have played it safe yeah. and i knew chicago and it's comfortable and i have relatives there and it's only two hours from where my parents live and mm-hmm. all this stuff and it was easy yeah it was so easy yeah. I mean, Chicago is also inconvenient as hell and cold and somewhat, you know, very freaking. got problems. But anyway, yeah, but moments.
0: but it was also, for me, it was easy. Oh, no, for me, it was comfortable. There's some parts about Chicago I absolutely love and miss. There, yeah. but, when, but it was, so I had to move because yeah. it was it was
1: life was calling me to something to challenge the hell out of me. Indeed. To strip me down. Um, Tell us about your experience in Phoenix. Well, I would say that if I thought Chicago grew me up, Phoenix, like, took me out and, like, damn near killed me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, um, just so many, like, you really find out who your friends are when you move, like, to the other side of the country, I mm-hmm. would say. I mean, if you think moving two hours away from where you grew up is, is a thing, that's not a thing. No. Like, half my... like literally i love these people but i'm not good friends with them but like half my high school class not really but like literally like 15 people from my high school class lived in lincoln square if you know where that is yeah and like they're all cool they all like hung out together and i I think they're all great people and i like them i respect them um but it was just like weird like i in a way chicago if i wanted to was a way not to leave home because i have so many connections there Mm. and i love it i I go i'm there often now Mm. from where i live but phoenix was like i knew nobody yeah and i was dating someone at the time um but that's not like a guy friend or musical friends or whatever Mm. so phoenix was like all right go for it new school new day day one new kid you know and also Mm. eh, i won't get into phoenix but i got a lot of problems with phoenix i don't love it no it's yeah. definitely got a lot of problems as a city and it's hard it's it's, a very problematic iso- it's an state. isolating city yeah it's an isolating place it's also very gorgeous it's also got really awesome people there really cool people that mm-hmm. are like living there in the desert but yeah. uh of
0: the people you would meet one of the yeah. people that would connect us actually oh that's true i yeah. met james yeah within six months of moving there good friend james yeah yeah absolutely um one of the co-owners of on purpose recordings and uh <laughs> tacoma washington good friend of ours yeah so uh you and me james and how like and you you start to work on the album with him right well yeah james and i met
1: because like okay like i was like so desperate for friends i went on like fucking meetup
0: yeah and it, I've done it.
1: And I, I've lived, done it. I lived in the central part of Phoenix back before it was gentrified. Mm-hmm. Now it's, like, a whole different place. But I lived in this, like, little casita. Uh, my wife now used to call my shit shack. And, like, <laughs> it was bad. Like, it was so bad that, like, my clothes got, like, dirt on them from a dust storm that uh-huh. was outside. Jeez. And, like, it got... So anyway, but I won't get it. Yeah. So I, I had met... So I was, like, you know, I was, like, in Chicago mode. Like, I had my bike. I didn't like to take drive i was like in chicago i didn't drive i had public transportation for 80 percent of what i did Mm -hmm. um you know and phoenix is like wild west it it's definitely way more cult it's way more like you know trying to be la now but Mm -hmm. um it it was still untamed when i when i went there in 2008 and uh downtown Mm. uh near downtown anyway so i just i met up I had like weird meetup experiences. Very strange. And it was like very weird because it was not a walkable city. So you had to like, and it was before Uber. So you had to like, I either rode my bike or I had to drive places. Yeah. And it's hard to ride your bike because people like, literally this is a, get a car. Mm. And I'd be like, I have a car. I'm just preferring to ride my bicycle, (laughs) sir. Motherfucker. No. Anyway, huge trucks driving by, (laughs) you know, like, gun stickers anyway it's a place it's a it's a trip okay it's a trip um good good tacos anyway but uh so central phoenix downtown i meet this dude he likes music i'm like cool friends or friends not james different guy Uh uh-huh not friend uh, don't know him now yeah we we had a little fall not a falling out just a drifting away Uh i suppose and i was like Ding. wow a, a guy yeah. right song we could exactly. play that song yeah. um, uh-huh. tonight." but um i met this dude and it, it, out of like seven meetups that were like god awful i met this dude and he was like i like music i go to concerts i was like okay i need let's go to concerts like mm-hmm. let's do this right like because he was he had moved from california mm-hmm. and he was like this place sucks but there's concerts Mm-hmm. right so like we kind of bonded over that so he brings me to some party he was like hitting on this woman i'm still friends with her mm. and uh she's married to a really cool dude anyway whatever point of being is that this is the longest story ever
0: this is this but strange. the
1: point this was is i get to the party and there's a bunch of cool dudes who eventually my, i met my friend kyle there too uh-huh. uh, who plays on my albums i met some other people but They were all drinking, like, terrible beer. Like, Mm. Arizona had, like, opened up its first brewery. It's like, called Four Peaks. It was, like, they have more now, but, like, it was just not good. It was, like, really bad. Yeah. But it was better than, like, Bud Light. I don't do beer anyway, but yeah. Yeah, but it was, like, craft beer, you know, back in the day. Craft beer was, like, desert craft beer. It kind of tasted sandy. It sounds gross. It was bad. But point being is I was, like, I just, like, busted out a flask of Jameson Mm because that's how we do, and I was poor. Perfect. So James is, like, hey, um can i have some jameson and i was like yeah <laughs> and then that was it we and, was it. And, and then we were drink and then and we were both and then i was like and he had brought better beer i don't know what he would brought but he that brought sounds like james he brought like some yeah. secret beer and he like hit it in the fridge like uh-huh. somewhere deep and he like was like hey i have this other beer and i was like yeah. oh thank god so then we were so then we were just drinking and then i was like he's like something blah 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 i play drums i was like will you play drums he's like yeah i was like i play keyboards he's like all right i was like all right give me your number okay let's hang out next week and play so that was it like that was it so then uh, we did james and i did three albums together yeah almost four archetype
0: that was was that the first one Archetype. no guest house guest house james played drums on guest house and giraffe dance and all that shit i remember that
1: I actually programmed the drums for Draft Dance because yeah. it was supposed to be cheesy, and I couldn't have a good beat on that. No, yeah, it, it was cheesy on purpose. Hella cheesy. Which you can yeah. find Draft Dance, P-A-W-L.
0: Yes. You I are wrote, promoting the fuck out of this. Hey. I will say this, though. People like
1: Googling, Chris. People do. People, people, do. people do. Think about it, like, Hey, yeah. this is sponsored by Natamu Coconut Ice Cream out of Austin, Texas. That's a lie. <laughs> that, send, me that, some, that, send me some, though.
0: Yes, yes. Absolutely. Nah, I love Archetypes. That was a dope album. It sounds so crisp and clean. Second and album. Like, yeah, it was James, by, it's,
1: who runs a studio co-produced the he produced and mastered and mixed the entire thing
0: i would say it's my favorite album of yours
1: it was basically co-written with james because i wrote the keyboard songs Mm -hmm. and i was like here's a song and he's like and he was like you know what last album i played full drums this album i don't want to play drums i want to program drums to practice i was like okay deal yeah so he comes over with his like drum pad and he also had like sticks so he'd play like the triggers. Yeah. And um he would just be like, the dope ass drum He'd drummer. be like, How about we just change the entire groove and do this? And I was like, Done. And then it would be like every weekend we'd be finishing another song. That's so cool. like literally I think there's nine songs in the album. It probably took us three months. Yeah. And we were done. And it was like the demos became the album. So archetypes also a very fun album for me and then we and then my friends i had a couple friends play guitar and bass on it but not even that much it was mostly just james and me that's awesome man. yeah
0: As a, so all right so fast forward we are at um we are you are getting to the point where you are leaving us uh, you are leaving uh arizona so
1: before i left arizona you yeah. came up here
0: yeah you came up here before like yeah. three or four years before exactly yeah so you came up here well wait, wait you no, were moving you,
1: you went to texas though
0: yeah yeah yeah. i went to texas but, but this ain't about wait me. are you talking about the lighthouse are we talking about that no fuck, about the first time we yeah, came yeah, up here yeah, fuck your albums i'm talking
1: about like no not moving. my albums i'm talking oh, about yeah. but before i
0: moved oh you're yeah. missing the whole p- portion i know i'm gonna get back to oh it. okay i'm gonna get back okay leave. i'm All getting right. i'm getting the present day because I wanted get to get this know, man like, of Lacroix. Exactly, get this man of Lacroix. I'm talking about like you leaving that that state. Oh, when I left that state, you ye- uh-huh. like nine years. Yeah, that that was a long time there.
1: Yeah, it, for, it was a, for a it place was a, you
0: wasn't really feeling.
1: It wasn't. It was a. I, you know, I love the people. I will say that, and luckily because of my wife's job, I'm able to be back there. You know. I don't know how, I don't know what the equivalent was, but I was probably there about six weeks Mm -hmm. this year and I'll probably be there six weeks next year. So it was, it was cool to see everybody. And I met some awesome mentors there and some very cool mentors, very cool friends, very awesome musicians, Mm -hmm. beautiful there, beautiful landscape. Um, very cool vegan cafe, Coronado cafe, shout Mm -hmm. out, dark hall, shout out. Um, best places to go if you're in Phoenix. But anyway. Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling it completely. And I, I had I had wander wander issues. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, I I got on this airline points thing. And mm-hmm. uh, Roman will tell you all about that. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, <laughs> so like what I would do is, and it got hot, I get angry. And I would like plan out all these trips. So like pretty much when I finally had airline points in probably like 2011, 2010, I would pretty much like try to stay gone like... Either drive up to somewhere in the mountains during the weekends, or I would try to get out from basically June to September every year. I would be like, uh, as much travel as I could afford, I would go. Okay. And so one of those places ended up being Seattle with you and a bunch of our friends and James, who yes. I I said, James, damn it, you got to come with me. Yeah. And I said, seriously, James. You yep. gotta come with me.
0: And this was the start of what will be the beginning and, of Gentlemen of Leisure. And that was twenty thirteen. That was twenty thirteen. you had not
1: lived here yet. No. And you I found a great uh Airbnb. Or no, it was before Airbnb. It was V B R O. Yeah, V B R O. This is the vacation. And home. It was supposed it was we got catfished, like your favorite term. A little bit. Well, we were we were slightly deceived. Yes. It, it said your own home. Uh huh. Full home. Full home. We we said okay that's we dope send in our check private private yep little did we know it was not captain and teneal were living upstairs <laughs> <laughs> sorry the, i had to do that yeah it, nah, no no but they were they were it was captain you and Tenille. were
0: it was so funny because we were like what the fuck now
1: you know like within
0: we, 10 minutes
1: yeah they're like we'll we'll be staying upstairs in the lighthouse and we're like No. No. No, you said full house. Yeah. And, 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 and like you're not supposed to be there. We don't want you here. We're, we're going to be recording music in
0: your, in the house. That's the whole point of the trip. I remember friends making fun of me so much because I was like, yo, man, I'm about to go on the writer's retreat. They was like, this sounds like a setup for gay porn. Oh, yeah. And I was like, (laughs) Nah, man, it's just a writers retreat dude, on the on the lake. Dude, my wife made the same joke. Yes. She's like, "Oh, yeah,
1: you're writing with all the boys?" Yeah, writing with all uh, the boys. Look, overlooking the Puget Sound. Yeah. Just in the pine trees. And there's like bears and meditations. Cubs. Yeah. Bears and cubs and wolves and foxes <laughs> and
0: otters. And she it's was like, like, that's what you call
1: them. She was like, in the Sasquatch. No, yeah. sorry.
0: It was the but first time I've ever done a writer's retreat with friends. It was a real writer's musicians. retreat. Yeah. It was.
1: Literally, I think we fuck, we really worked on getting like, I think we had like eight days off. Like, yeah. I think we flew in on day one. Yeah. In, in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we coordinated so well because we've been like really needing this retreat. Absolutely. And we didn't leave until the eighth day. Yeah. So we had like almost seven clear it days. Was, it, was was fun. it was great. Which was amazing. It was great fun. And a,
0: uh a, a wonderful experience because yeah. we literally we completed the basis of an album we basically wrote yeah. the in, and
1: recorded the demos for the entire album that's
0: now on spotify under Absolutely.
1: the gentleman of
0: leisure collective g-o-l g-o-l so yeah that was uh that was great also the only yeah.
1: bad part of the trip besides the captain and getting angry and leaving because we were playing music which uh-huh. was of course in the damn contract that we had the whole place anyway Gone. besides them being He's, weird you're not petty at all that's no, what i like about I was, you dude
0: yeah. i hate when people <laughs> lie
1: to me i was yeah. like get out of here Definitely. anyway they finally left day three and they we had our peace and quiet yeah. but uh well the the worst part of the trip was that you made me drive the entire time absolutely and i was very resentful about
0: that i know man i know um, because
1: you said we were less likely to get pulled over
0: yeah we were less likely to get pulled over because you are white as fuck and you hey, were riding around with a bunch of black guys. It
1: it was it was it was May, uh, March, and it was I, I hadn't got a tan.
0: I lived in Texas, and I was traumatized. Oh so yes, that's I true. Didn't, I didn't trust driving as a black man in a foreign place. I, I can't believe you survived Texas. I, me neither. <laughs> that's me like neither. literally like that's almost like moving to Mars. It wasn't honestly. It wasn't bad because Dallas. Oh, that's right. You were in civilization. Yeah, I was in civilization. There was a bunch of black people there, so it, it wasn't really as bad. Okay, but still, I just don't imagine when, when I
1: when I drive through Texas, I feel like I'm yeah, on a
0: foreign planet. Nah, when you're when you're black in unfamiliar places, your your um, sense of danger is heightened. Right. So because you're, I feel like you your head's on the swivel, so you got to watch yourself, man. Um. So yeah. So we had a great time, and we would eventually like form what is the Um, great and powerful album oh yeah i I thought that was that was really dope and Um, it
1: was inspirational and we all like you know i mean for all you people out there that have never taken a writer's retreat yeah i'm just gonna say this do it yeah plan a vacation where you do nothing stop going to these stupid museums Mm. stop stop going to banana republic stop it stop going to the mall stop getting dipping dots Uh, stop getting uber eats and watching netflix just go to a place rent it out and do nothing I'm for sorry, 7 man. days
0: i i um totally disagree with you i'm not going to stop doing any of that shit no but just um, no just yeah. for once just for once yeah stop going to theme parks yeah. if you got kids get them babysat get them babysat um i really enjoyed that writers retreat it was nothing like it it was a chance to actually veg out totally be, not not be we didn't have anything like on the schedule. We didn't even have cable. Yeah, we didn't watch we TV. Had, we had like a radio that was like the weather report from the yeah. future sound. <laughs> it was. It's my version of camping because I don't really do camping. It was camping. It was like camping, but yeah. but like civilized, and we would go out every now and then. But we
1: did go out a couple times yeah, for some drinks and exactly. whatever. But, but
0: that was like it was still dope. Yeah. So I had a I had a great time with you guys. I never forget that experience, and it was, it was awesome. crazy. Yeah. So. All right, moving for two we're years later we yeah. ended up here
1: because you moved here i moved you here. liked it let's just put that out here yeah you liked it so much you were like yeah we're moving here yeah absolutely. and then you were like and i was like cool man that's a cool story and then you're like no uh we bought a house or no <laughs> wait no we rented a house we're here
0: we're and here. i was like that would didn't take long no it did not because you know what Texas to drive you out i'll never forget like you know i'm gonna uh i never forget, on my way out, because you're a very, very pivotal part about me leaving. On my way out to, to Dallas, I mean, on my way out from leaving Dallas to Seattle, Right. I made a stop um, in Phoenix for oh. your wedding. Oh. So, because um, my family went straight to Tacoma. I
1: remember that yeah. you came to the wedding, but I forgot that you were on your way to you, moving to Seattle.
0: When I Yeah, when I landed to go to your wedding, that oh, was my last yeah. day in, in Dallas. And, oh, um, that's crazy. Right? And yeah. I would um Wow. I would meet your family and they're oh, yeah. lovely people. Your oh, brother, yeah. your brother is an interesting character. I uh I, I, I love dude. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He's You're a,
1: actually on a hip hop track with him.
0: Yeah, I am. I'm on a hip hop track with him. He's a fun guy. T T T T types. Types. Yeah. Four Ts. Yeah.
1: dot
0: Um quick side note, your brother reminds me of a live um Wes Anderson film. Like he is that use that guy if he needs a
1: side job he should just that shit is like, hilarious he's you know a
0: fun guy yeah great musician
1: shit. great musician yeah he he. the reason his band is called types is because he makes all types of music yeah yeah he can play guitar sing pl- piano
0: produce beats yeah, all of talented it. little dude yeah man. like not little dude no but, i mean he's, he's a grown-ass man but yeah he's, he's taller. um me. but he was just He's just supremely talented, and I, I, I definitely
1: respect it. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. he's actually. I uh, just side note, he started to actually make money on his music, which is dope from Patreon. I was nice. like, wow, nice. Nah, anyway, point being is you came to so, my yeah. wedding. I came to your wedding after you're like I, screw Texas. Yeah, and 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 you met my family. What else, And I can't remember what else. Oh, what else I, happened?
0: Um, I helped DJ your wedding. Oh, that's right. That's right. James and I DJed your wedding. Yeah, you were the MC
1: of my wedding. Yeah, um, because we are the black people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. we needed somebody. You
0: need somebody. I you mean, need
1: somebody with rhythm. We needed. We needed somebody to make to break the ice. Absolutely, because there was some old white people. Yeah, and and, and it was so some of the, fun. Some of the old white people have got their groove, you know, and they never lost their groove. But yeah. some of them just needed to be inspired, and so. Right after the ceremony, which i if I, I mean, I, my wife and I talk about this, I would have, I should have had, it's a long story, but I wish I would have had somebody else marry us. And and then we had a cool cocktail hour because a, f- a friend of mine who was a really good musician played like violin and like beats during yeah. the cocktail hour, which was cool. And then uh, the reception was there. And it wasn't at a church; it was at a venue because we knew people would be drinking.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, and I met I met friends there. Yeah, I, I met friends there. Yeah. They were cool. Um, hung out, slept in the same room as Travis. We were oh, hanging yeah. out. Uh, I remember my favorite part of your wedding with the reception part where I got a chance to like really uh, James and I got a chance to have fun and DJ. Yeah, because we we got on the playlist and at first we were doing the traditional thing, and then you were like, "Hey guys, you." kind of can do anything you want now i'm like oh great and then you're i remember you asked me to introduce your wedding party oh yeah 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 which yeah, was yeah. awesome man it was the first time i got to do a little improv oh
1: yeah that was Cause, funny because i was you like, had a captive audience yeah there was
0: like 130 people there. it was hilarious and it was before man. we ate right yeah it was before you ate and then, so i introduced your wedding party And gave false facts Oh yeah To everybody It was great And like wide eyes You said something about Going to prison Yeah um, One of your friends Just got out of prison I was like Hey ladies Oh He just got out of prison Oh that was fun Um, That was great man I did did all these things It was awesome I, I said somebody um, like everyone young laughed because yeah. they knew it was a joke, and all the yeah. old people are like, <gasps> "Yeah, like 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 a fork dropped." Exactly. It was. It, it was, was great. great. I love the gasp. I like. I mean, I live for that shit, man. Oh, so it was great. I live for that shit. So. And then
1: you ended up. I have pictures of you dancing with my father in law and my dad. Yeah, like like it was like like disco songs or something. Yeah, it, it was, was like it disco. Was wild. Uh, it was like definitely.
0: Yeah whoever sent, and I and i yeah, got November. to judge white people without them noticing <laughs> i remember i, I cut on the macklemore song and they started dancing i was like i knew it <laughs> i knew you motherfuckers <laughs> would love this and so <laughs>
1: yeah yeah well we started we told you the first half of the wedding we knew all the old people would be there so we're like play this like you know safe music like Jazz, David Bowie, like yeah. you let's know, dance, yeah, Temptations, yeah. like all that, and then all of a sudden, like old people started to leave, and we're like, all right, all right, let's go it for out. it, yeah. And then it, was, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was like Juicy J, and yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like
0: exactly, it was Make all it. like uh mixtapes. Anyway, well, yeah, we made it fun, man. Yeah, we made it, it fun. So it's been a good life, dude. It's been a good life. I'm gonna, um, so. What i like to do next. you to ask questions. Yeah, I'm going to ask questions. Okay. We're going to go into like a lightning round. This lightning is round. what i do right before? Oh, shoot. All right. And you had a lot of coffee. Oh, uh, yeah. Can I just
1: read what you drank before this? Um, Shake
0: well. Uh-huh.
1: Lyle's buttered coffee, uh-huh. coconut, crafted in Oregon, cold yeah. brewed, grass-fed butter. So, I mean, Chris tries to pretend that he's not bougie, but like, I'm telling you, like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> this studio, like, his house, like, I'm telling you, that's why we don't have an address. Like <laughs> It is, like, I mean like who is that guy serving this hors d'oeuvres like i mean this is like lyle's buttered coffee
0: first of all you got that coffee this is for like me.
1: ten dollars yeah yeah thank you i thank did you buy for this buying. coffee thank it was you. not ten dollars it, it not, will be by you, the time you post this yes
0: inflation inflation is a bitch um no nah, anyway,
1: um, i'm just messing it, the, it's this place is just torn down i feel bad thank you yeah thank you very it's much just i do not want to <laughs> attract people i just house. like to mess people yes yeah don't no nah. no come we have cameras yes yeah. all right so <laughs> no for real we out and here. possibly we out here. legal weapons so, yes exactly so nah what was I, shit what was i saying you were gonna do lightning round but oh, i'm with yes. you
0: because uh, you've been drinking buttered coffee and merlot yeah yeah absolutely and that's why i'm up and you're not all right so that's um lightning round lightning right. round i'm gonna ask you a few questions um, It's going to be interesting. I would say one of the questions that I like to ask all my friends, mm-hmm. especially on this podcast, is... Let's say there's a movie about your life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, You get to pick the song that plays during the trailer and the song that plays during the closing credits. Oh, my gosh. Yes. What two songs are they and why? Oh, why didn't you give me a time to prepare for this? Ah,
1: uh, because
0: you don't... You I've known you for over... I, I didn't know years. you were
1: going to ask this kind of question. Yeah. The trailer yeah oh man well like that's really hard because you know that i don't have favorite music you know no that, right? you don't you don't like i'm a person who my favorite music is whatever i've been listening to that week yeah so i feel like i if i'm gonna be if i'm gonna actually like my decision later it's gotta be something retro okay go ahead. it cannot be present day gotcha it cannot be like a like you know something that just came out it can't be, like, a Pharrell song. It yeah. can't be that. Um, so I feel like it's got to be probably a Beatles song. Okay. Probably. Because who doesn't love the Beatles? I mean... A lot of people
0: don't. We're well, going.
1: they got problems. The, mm-hmm. Their albums are, like, like movies. Mm-hmm. Like, and, it, and, and, I, and I grew up on the Beatles and jazz music. So I would say... It's definitely got to be a Beatles song, and I'm gonna go with, you know what it is. Actually, I'm just gonna say, you know, the last part of Abbey Road has like six short songs. The medley, yes, the medley,
0: the Abbey medley Road would be it.
1: medley. It's a five minute song. Okay, okay, yeah, I went there. Medley. That nice. way, that way, you can't pin me down. All right. Or maybe the Kinks. You know, if you really had to pin me down. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And the, and then the the song that would go over the closing credits. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have to be something upbeat and I can't really give you a good answer. I, I would probably say like something celebratory. Um, like, I don't know, man. What? See, this is, mi- it's like midnight. I can't think of a song. It would just be, it would be something like very upbeat and exciting and like goofy. I don't know what it would be. Mm-hmm that was a terrible answer that was that was the worst answer this whole podcast because you just threw me off
0: absolutely um so let's start with a soft uh, let's let's continue with a softball question okay right um what is your favorite genre of porn um let's see (laughs) uh
1: black and white photography oh, oh. <laughs> you like interracial porn that's dope right, man that's right. dope i'm so happy for you. i i did not see that one coming yep yep uh absolutely yeah you know like honestly <laughs> like it, it 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 got to a point in my life like where i just like i can't even like i can't even take it seriously you know yeah. what i mean i cannot No, it's no, just no. like you, you can't, I, you can't. I, i'm a therapist so if i see if i see anything i'm like that's somebody's daughter that was in
0: a foster home i can't even do it no first of all not everybody's fucked up who does point some people just no, like i know
1: fucking. that some college students just want to pay the bills i'm just saying yeah i, I feel bad for the people <laughs> in it even if it's their choice yeah like i just can't do it ah that sounds pretty
0: conservative of
1: you. I, i'm not conservative i just Don't I, I feel shame. like it's like Don't i feel shame. like it's like
0: shooting up gotcha gotcha interesting that's an interesting format. It's bad for nah, your health. It's bad for your health. Nah, I think that's as dope. Okay, so I was joking about that question. I know, all right. So <laughs> I answered
1: it semi seriously. very much.
0: I will say, um, last but not least, man. Wait, this is the lightning round. Yeah. No, this I is need like time. three or four short questions. No, no, no. I'm not about to do that shit. What about like favorite candy bar? No, that? I'm not. I'm oh. not gonna ask you that shit. Okay. I know you I know you well. Um I will say that um it's been an interesting journey um with you in general and reading, knowing knowing all about you and everything, personal things and professional things aside. Um we've managed to do a lot of work together uh with music and just in person in general. Uh I want to ask you about, you know, being that we're at on purpose recordings, mm-hmm. and I am I've always been focused on people's purpose and finding your purpose. I want to say I want to ask you, what do you think your purpose is in your life right now? purpose right now Mm -hmm. um well
1: i think what i'm trying to do is i mean i've always been helping people that's like my job for the past mm, 12 years 13 years almost Mm -hmm. uh i'm trying to move into a larger realm i don't know what that means though A, Mm -hmm. a larger realm of making a bigger impact gotcha um so i've got a lot of projects in the works i've got music projects in the works that's more of a hobby for fun mm-hmm. and entertainment and all that um because i love art but mm-hmm. uh in terms of i've got uh the violence prevention hotline
2: mm-hmm.
1: violence prevention gotcha. uh, that i'm working on to try to make a bigger impact on violence in the country okay. um I feel like my purpose is just I'm trying to be open to what's coming and I don't know what's coming Mm -hmm. to me, but I know that if I'm open to it, I'm not going to be stuck. And so part of it is I'm always trying to help people because I feel like I'll I feel like our culture is not focused on helping people. I feel like our Mm -hmm. culture is focused on making money, whatever way you can make money, whether Mm -hmm. it's and nothing wrong with making money Uh oh he said there's something wrong with making money no i did not i just mean our focus is on money over people and and it's on uh commodities over quality so Mm. i'm trying to like i'm trying to focus on like helping people because i feel like that's actually at the end of your life at the end of the day, what matters is people and relationships, and um, how we live on this planet. So it also has to do with like, um, you know, awareness about your environment, not just with people, but also like how how can you how can you contribute in some way? Not to be not that you're always um, like every day has to be about that, but just like is your focus larger than your your stomach? in mm-hmm. your genitals you know what i mean uh, yeah like so that's kind of like trying to have a bigger picture of, of mm-hmm. a, a, a broader picture of what what i can do so uh, my purpose i think is trying to be a person that brings light and help but also tries to not be like oh i'm a i'm a helper yeah like i'm not trying to be like self-righteous with it, like a guru or like i'm better like i'm just I, i just want that to be part of my focus and and also to inspire other people that like you actually get joy out of life like i love you know doing stuff i like you know doing stuff for myself too and i like i like doing things that are gratifying but i feel like if you serve somebody you will actually feel joy And so if everybody serves somebody and just tries to help out and isn't all selfish all the damn time, Mm -hmm. I feel like the world becomes a better place. So that's what I feel like my purpose is just like being honest about that and also just trying to be honest with people instead of, um, I don't know, not fully being open with people just like when people say shit, just like you know, being as
0: honest as I can
1: depending on the relationship.
0: Absolutely. So I, I think that's what it is. I agree, man. Well, all right. I'm about to say well, thank you so much for being so open with me. Yeah. And um and being my friend all these years. And that that's been a, a great um roller coaster. It I has understand. been a roller coaster. It but been it's been fun. But it's been a fun So it's coaster. good. I'm glad I get
1: to get out to Seattle from time to time. Yeah. And uh thank you for interviewing me and thank you for being my friend and yeah. being there and being authentic and like that's what i love like i ask you a sarcastic question Mm -hmm. and then you give me a straight answer and you ask me a sarcastic question i give you a straight answer so it's kind of funny Mm -hmm. like that
0: so before we go i was gonna say where can people hear you um because you have a podcast yourself yeah i do have a podcast so i have
1: a podcast called the intentional clinician the intentional clinician clinician it's about psychology but it's actually become a lot more than that it's about philosophy Mm. uh a lot more about philosophy a lot more about Just um, ways of thinking, ways of being in the world. It's a little bit. It's got a little bit about music in there, Mm -hmm. um, for sure. There's always a musical element, definitely. And uh, I think I I interview people, and then probably every few podcasts will be me talking about some subject that interests me in the world of counseling, psychology, and uh, philosophy. So Mm. that's where people can hear me. And also, um, I've got three albums in the works. Nice. Two in the mixing stage. Dope. Those will be later this year on P A W L dot or probably on Spotify under my brother. So uh-huh. Probably my brother is gonna release one of them for me, which is T T T T Y P E S Yes Types. Types. Um so that's mainly where you could hear about me. Etsy uh a- in that. And uh yeah. And you've got another podcast, don't you?
0: Yeah, I've got another podcast, which is um, of course, profoundly ignorant yes and people can hear that um but yeah on all platforms right? on all platforms so, so that's really yeah. where you can hear me i'll be
1: posting something about once a month Epsilon, excellent that's great to know Did you say epsilon uh, is nah. that a greek
0: letter it is it is okay. epsilon um no it's also a late night um slip up yeah uh, so yeah, yeah so it is late it is late so as fuck. The,
1: now now your plan has worked against you
0: oh uh, lightning pl- round the plot thickens right. the tables have turned canadian bacon or american bacon
1: what don't ask me questions Nacho cheese or vegan
0: cashew cheese? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Paul. All right, so, <laughs> well, yo, my dude, it's been great, my man. Um, thank you very much, uh, and to the listeners, thank you all for listening to us talk about our friendship, uh, music, and our randomness. Uh, this has been great. Remember, everybody, you can follow me on on the all the platforms. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, Stitcher, etc. This has been Chris Blunt. Thank you all for listening. Remember, be good to your people, bro. Have a great one.
2: This program is brought to you by On Purpose Recordings. Created and produced by Chris Blunt. Mixed and edited by Joff Gibbs.